What is good, guys? Happy Thursday, man. Happy Thursday. I hope everyone is doing well. Welcome back here to uh, another edition of the Malaga Drive Hoops Betting Podcast. As usual, I am your host, Caleb, and we are here to grind another slate. To grind another slate. The grind continues, and it is just that, man. It is a grind. You got just day after day after day, and you got to keep the mental straight. Um, I had a pretty big... Had a pretty big slate yesterday, and I I don't want to say I took it off, um, but I love I mean I low key did. We grabbed Knicks plus nine and a half uh, before the no- before the Jokic news moved the line, um, and I felt good with that. And I I didn't really like. I mean, you guys, if you listen to the pod, I didn't really like much. Um, a couple things opened up late. I really like Derek White over uh, over twenty and a half points, rebounds, and assists. Ended up laying off. You know, there was no Marcus Smart, no Malcolm Brogdon. And I was like, hey, you know, what if they get blown out in Atlanta? You know, and I talked myself out of that one. And then they opened Fred Van Vliet's points, rebounds, and assists at 29 and a half. And that seemed extremely low with no Pascal. Yes, slow-paced matchup. But I was like, wow, that seems low. Um, and then I thought myself out of that one. I was like, maybe the books know something. Maybe he's sicker than we thought. Um, and he's going to come in lethargic. But he, I mean, he got there. So, more of the story don't overthink yourself out of place um and i know it's tough right you 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 got to find this like middle ground of being disciplined uh, but still playing what you like you know um but regardless oh and i'll just i'll take it brings us to 51 and 39 on the year 9.112 units we're going to continue moving forward we only got a three gamer today um so we can go into a little bit more depth um and I honestly, you know, I've watched all six of these teams a decent amount, but I feel like the lines are pretty tight. They're pretty tight. We might find ourselves on something, um, and we'll talk. We'll talk through it. Uh, but I, I feel like the lines are pretty tight today. And um, even with having watched these teams, like it's tough. But but let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. We'll go to the first game of the day. The Brooklyn Nets are host or are heading into the, uh, Portland. Um, and the Nets are coming off two pretty poor performances, right? So we, we have this like um, kind of like this divergent point, right? Where, you know, Kyrie goes down, Jock, or, you know, gets suspended. Jock Vaughn takes over for Steve Nash and they look really good, right? They, after the Chicago game, they go into Washington, destroy the Wizards, go into Charlotte, beat the Hornets, go into Dallas, lose by two destroy the Knicks at home, go into LA and beat the Clippers by 15. And then you're, you know, at that point you're thinking, wow, this team could do something, right? Like the pathway for them is KD take care of the offense and then they play great team defense and space the floor for him. Um, and then we we back them the last two games. We back them in LA, they, get, they lose by 13. And then we back them in sack and they give up 153 points, right? And so now you're kind of just like, what? Like, what's going on? What what, what version are we going to get? And right, usually after after two games like that, you expect the better better performance to come out. And I, I do expect the Nets to come in focused today. Now, they can come in focused today and still not cover, right? Like, I, th- I think the books have it set up for that very um, – for that very scenario, right? Like this line implies they're a point better. I don't know that you can say that. Even though they've been a lot better post-Nash, I don't know that you can say that they're a point better. So I think the books are definitely expecting Brooklyn to 
hang in there and be competitive and give their best performance. Um, on the other side, Portland is a tough read, but again, I, I think I'm at the point now where I'm like, this team is just good, right? Like they just show up more often than not. Even last game where they don't play their best basketball and the Spurs kind of sneak attack them in the third and fourth, they still end up, you know, closing that game out and, and winning it by seven. Everyone just has everyone has just bought into their roles. Jeremy Grant's playing great basketball for them. Anthony's playing great. Dame, obviously. Even Dame's not even playing like all that amazing. But uh Josh Hart knows his role and um everyone's just playing playing really good basketball. So it's just a matchup of uh, of two teams, one, I, I think the Blazers are a slightly better team, right? Like, if it were up to me, I'd probably have it three and a half. But, like, the books having it here for the Nets is, is kind of concerning. It's kind of concerning. I would lean I would lean the Blazers, man. Um, but at the same time, at the, at the exact same time, the Nets are going to – it's not going to be an easy one for the Blazers, right? Like, the, the Nets are going to come in here – extremely focused after what just went down um but you look i mean blazers have finally you know finally home after a long road trip and it's tough because we don't have a ton of data like like for 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 the blazers they've played one eastern conference team at home and it was the miami heat and the heat beat them right and this this blazers team was fully healthy and like still in the back of my mind i guess I still have this idea that the, not that they're fraudulent, but like maybe that they have that they're not quite as good as they've looked. I don't know what it is. I think it's just the years of watching this Blazers team um, and knowing that you know in general something comes where they where they struggle. Um, but to me, I. I I don't know. I can really see both sides. I've given points for both sides. I think the Blazers to this point have been better, but the fact that the books are on the Nets here and that the Nets got blown out um, and that the Blazers have lost to the Eastern Conference team, it's a tough spot. I think both sides have very, um, you know, valid points, um, and it's it's just going to be a, a tough one to bet. I think I'll probably say off, um, but that's where I'm at on this one, guys. That's Let's open up the prop builder and see um, what we've got going on here. If we can find some value, um, let's see. I want to see how these minutes shaked out for the Nets last game. Obviously, it was a blowout, right? But um, Joe Harris, man, he's been struggling. He's been struggling. I'd like three. Joe Harris over two one and a half threes that'd be nice and I think we can just do uh you know we can just do the what's it called mid wow dude even two and it doesn't even make sense dude I look Joe Harris over one and a half threes 197 I look at over two and a half it's minus 167 that doesn't make sense um but obviously I can't hit over two and a half Minus 167. Uh, KD over one and a half threes. He took one last game. He's not even trying to get him like that. Yeah, I don't know that I see anything off the dome or that makes a ton of sense. And again, I know the Nets give up 153, but the defense is good. So I'm not really looking at props um, on the uh, on the net side. 
If anything, man, I would look at um, the under for Yusuf Nurkic. Like, he's still working his way back from an injury. He played last game but only played 10 minutes. They were terrible in his minutes. Uh, Eubanks is, is clearly uh, kind of cooking for them right now. So we'll see. I don't have him up, but uh, I would take a look at that. Um, let's see Josh, Josh Hart points under. Okay, I think it's nine and a half. I would consider under, but like even that, like I could see him getting there. It's tough, man. It's tough. I don't see a ton. Let me see Joe Harris over nine and a half points. Um, I like Joe Harris over nine and a half points. I know he's not shooting it a ton, but um, even that, man, he's been struggling. He's been struggling. All right. So at this point, man, it's a we're going to stay away from everything. Um, and again, uh, I hope this makes sense. Right. And this just moves to, to two and a half. Right. So all the money's on Portland. It's a Nets line. Right. Like it's a Nets line. The books knew what they were doing, setting it here. They easily could have set this shit at three and a half, especially after the ball. But the Nets just got blown out. Portland has only played one Eastern Conference team at home, and they lost. I would lean Nets. That's officially where I'm standing on this one, is I would lean Nets, but it's not comfortable. It's not comfortable. And after you hear the comments that, that Katie makes, right, where it's like, what do you expect? You only expect us to win because I'm on the court. It's just kind of like, dude, I'm sure that the guys in the locker room aren't taking it like personal, personal, but it's just like, dude, come on, bro. Like, what what is what is the purpose of saying this? Like, I don't understand what that accomplishes. I really don't. Um, you can believe that, sure, fine, but like, and it's not even like that deep. I don't think he's like throwing his teammates under the bus. I think he's just quote being real with the situation. But it's like, dude, that, that doesn't really do anything for you. So there, there's factors on both sides that are going to keep me probably off this game. But I do lean Nets. I do lean Nets. If I'm playing this, I'm taking the Nets. Uh, and I, I like them in a close. This should be a close ass game. You're getting two and a half. I could see this being a literal one possession game, losing by one or two. Um, and I could, I could see the Nets coming out and, and winning this game, right? Like just coming in with a little bit more urgency after you know you get when you get smacked up like that, you know you just got to come, come right. And it's you know it's now been two straight games, so that's where I'm at. Next game, Kings and Spurs. Uh, this should be a fun one too. Again, you guys know I. So I've actually faded the Kings a decent amount lately, and I'm done doing that. I'm done doing that. There's no way that you will find me on the Spurs today. But at the same time, you guys know how I feel. I like this Spurs team. They play really, really hard. And I know the results have not been good lately. They've only won one game in November. Um, some of those games were without some of their key guys. Uh, but where they've really struggled, I feel like, is is on the road. Um, you know, I, I love backing this team at home because you usually get them as a dog. Um and like a home dog and it's a it's a little bit different on the road and you've seen it right like they can be good for um like a, a bit and then some point comes in the game and they and they just struggle so let me see what they're they are atia so portland is 11 and 3 against the spread this year sacramento is 10 and 3 against the spread this year um the as a road on the road, the Spurs this year are four and three. That's not bad. That's not bad. Um, 
Okay, anyways, Sacramento, 10-3 and three against the spread this year. Of course, we actually caught him in a couple of those L's. Um, I, only way I could look at Sacramento, man, they're playing great basketball, covering, you know, they, they're just a covering machine right now. Um, and obviously the line is reflecting that, right? So you're not necessarily getting them at value. Uh, it's funny because a lot of money is on the Spurs, so maybe the public's not buying the Kings, but the Kings are just playing really good basketball. It's a tough-ish travel spot for the Spurs, right? This implies about a four-point difference, and I don't know that you would give it four on a neutral court with the way the Kings are playing right now. Like, everyone is vibing. De'Aaron's playing well. Sabonis is playing unreal. Malik Monk off the bench is playing unreal. Kevin Herter is playing great. It's just a big spread that you're not used to giving to the Kings, right? And so this is like the probably the biggest spread that they've had this year where you have to cover seven. Um, I would lean Kings here. That's definitely the way I would look, um, but I'm not playing it at this time. I, I definitely would lean them, though. Um, in terms of the over-under, um, sack, we're sack, sack six and six to the over under, uh, San Antonio's six and eight. Yeah. It's a high number, man. It's a high number. I would lean the over there though. Lean the Kings, lean the over. Let's open up the props and see what we can take a look at. Do, 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 do. I like Jeremy Sohan over 14 and a half points, rebounds and assists. That's come up a little bit. Um, but again, this should be a fast paced game. Zoan's minutes are ticking up. He actually just had 14 last game in 26 minutes, had 19 the game before, had 19 the game before, had 15 the game before. So he's hit that in three out of the last four um, where I've seen I feel like I we've seen a clear like jump in the usage. Um, he just didn't score it that much last game. But um, I like that. Right. Uh, should be an up and down game. Uh, 14 and a half is obviously a very, very short number. I don't hate that at all. Uh, how many minutes did Trey, uh, Trey, Trey play last game? Let me pull Trey only played 22 minutes. So I think he's still recovering from something. And regardless in those 22 minutes, he had 10 assists, 10 assists. So I like over seven and a half minus one Oh two. He's just been a, he's been an absolute dimer of late last, uh, last couple games, 10 assists in Portland. Nine assists at home against Milwaukee. Eleven assists at home against Mil- uh, Memphis. Nine assists at home against Denver. Seven assists at Denver in a game they got blown out. Right, like he's just he, he's getting potential assists. Um, and I, I you know, high up tempo matchup at plus odds. I like Trey Jones over seven and a half assists. But obviously, we've got to uh, we've got to feel this one out. We got to feel this one out. Uh, points wise, another way you could look is uh, Devin Vassell over 20 and a half. He's been getting there again, up tempo matchup. Like it. I like Kevin Herter over 14 and a half. Uh, Jeremy Sohan over eight and a half seems a tad high. Um, but yeah, that is where I'm at with, with this game. Lean Kings. Have some lean on the leans on some of those props. Um, so last game, the Detroit Pistons and the LA Clippers. Um, I lean the Clippers here today for sure, minus nine. And it's it's tough because the Clippers have not beat the Clippers have beat one team at home all year by double digits, and that was the Lakers. So and that's not even really a home game, right? Like it's on the floor as a home game, but like they have they haven't done it. Right. So it's it's tough to like put your faith in it. 
But for me, it's just a full-on fade of this Pistons team. This Pistons team right now, I mean, coming in the year, they were one of the worst teams in the league. And now they've, they're have they without Cade Cunningham, who is their undisputed best player. Um, and they're without Isaiah Stewart, their, their starting center. Now, you do get Bagley back. Bojan's been hooping for him. Jaden's playing with a lot of energy. But, like, there's just so many holes in this team. And you look at the Clippers, um, this is a team that's off. That, that's been playing better, all right? They lose by two in Dallas. Um, they beat the Rockets on the road by double digits. Yes, they lose to Brooklyn, but that was close. But before that, they beat the Lakers at home and the Cavs at home. They've been playing better basketball. They've been playing better basketball. Now, um, this it's, it's really, again, it's really tough to bet this Clippers team to cover any sort of large number, right? The offense is just stagnant right now. The offense is just stagnant. Um, and so I don't know. I think my fit, I think the way I'd play it is first half minus five, or if you wanted to go, uh, what is it? First quarter minus three. I don't hate, um, but the offense is stagnant, bro. The offense is stagnant. I just, I just don't have any faith. I was hoping we could get like a seven, right? And I just, I just don't have any faith in this Pistons team. I know they only quote lost by four to the, to the Raptors last game, uh, but they were down. They were down what? Uh, they were down 10 going into the fourth. Um, and uh, at a certain point in the fourth, you know, they were down 12. And then they just made a run. And that Raptors team was without Fred Van Vliet. They were without Pascal Siakam. They were uh, without Gary Trent. Like, that was not a good Raptors team. Um, and, and really, since Cade has gone down, anytime they've gone on the road, um, it's been double digits. It's been double digits, right? They get blown out. Uh, by New York, uh, they only lost by nine, but you know they were losing that whole game and made a run late. They get blown out by sixteen in Boston. They get blown out by uh, you know twenty plus in Milwaukee. Like it, it's just going to be tough. It's going to be tough. But it, but it really just comes down to can this Clippers offense kind of get out of the mud offensively? They just haven't really shown an ability to do that lately, and so it's hard to cover a nine in that spot. But I I do think. That this Clippers team is is definitely much better than the, than the Pistons, um, and I like them to get there today. I just I don't know if I'm gonna play it. Yet. I don't know if I'm gonna play it. This this Pistons team is just gonna struggle, man. I will say I I do like Bojan props again. I don't know that I'm gonna play it though, right? Like you saw last game, he just struggled. He wasn't really like in a rhythm, and they didn't. I, they ran some actions for him, but it wasn't like this crazy crazy usage. He just kind of uh he got some rebounds and assists that helped us get there on the pra um got to the free throw line clippers are a good defense you're on the road it's a it's a tough environment to get there um on the points wise and you see they brought it down from 18 and a half to 17 and a half um i still like it right like i think he's the go-to guy outside of hardy here today um but it's not without some cause for concern for sure so it's a tough slate guys right like i've I've watched all six of these teams pretty well, but I feel like the books have these these lines covered pretty well. I'm going to continue to go through through it throughout the day and, and find my favorite one. But uh, I, I, at this point, I lean the Nets, the Kings, and the Clips. And especially for the Clips, I lean first half or first quarter. Kings, I'd rather just get the full game. You never know how they'll come out. Um, and the Spurs have come out hot in some of these games. Um, and then the 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 Nets, I'd honestly lean first quarter, first half. Before these last two games, they really were doing a good job of coming out of the gate strong. KD plays the whole first, which is usually pretty helpful. 
um, and them covering first quarter lines. Again, you get blown out. You're just going to come in with more focus and more intensity than than what you did the the previous two nights. So I'd lean that way. And, and again, we've seen the ability, even after these past two games, we've seen the Nets have the ability to win these games uh, and, and play teams uh, play teams well on the road at home. Uh, I think you're going to get a good performance from them today. In in the Kings Spurs. Kings are better. They're playing better basketball. The Spurs aren't bad, right? They're not going to roll over. They're not a lifeless team. But if the Kings continue to play the way they're playing over 48 minutes, they should get there. They should get there at a minus seven. It, it could be tight, though. Like, this is a game where it could be 10 with a couple minutes left, and it's just like, all right, I hope we get there, you know? Um, and then with the Clippers-Pistons, the, the, the Pistons are bad, man. They're just bad. They're on the road. They've had some time off, though. Clippers are off of an L, back at the crib. They should come in focused and ready for this game. But at the same time, nine is a huge number for a team with the offensive issues that they have. All right, guys. Hope this helped. Um, tough slate. Tough slate, but we got a big fatty tomorrow. We'll find one, maybe one, uh, maybe two. Again, I'm open to, you know, letting the cards fall where they may, but uh, obviously not going to go too crazy today. I love you all. Thanks for being here. Enjoy your Thursday. And uh, Friday, right around the corner, baby. And I'll talk to you all tomorrow. Peace.